Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Well Travelled. It's a quite a special episode today. Well, more special than than usual, actually, because we're we're um, largely coming to you from the York Festival. York is a small country town about um, 100 kilometres, uh, roughly east of Perth in Western Australia. And my colleagues Stephen Scarfield, Moen Johansson, and myself found ourselves there recently um, during the York Festival which is very exciting. So you're going to hear all about that soon. Um, I've also invited onto the show one of our regular travel readers and uh, Podwell Travelled listeners, Liz Albert, who recently visited the Cocos Islands. Um, and she's going to tell us all about that trip, about um, who she went with, uh, what, she, what you can see and do there, and um, a little bit about the history and culture of these fascinating islands. So there's lots to look forward to uh, on the Podwell Travel today. So let's get down to it by heading first to York. I like to say live, but we're recording from York in Western Australia, a very lovely small country town about um, what 100 k's east of Perth. And joining me are my colleagues Stephen Scarfield and Moen Johansson, who are here for a very special reason. Well, you're doing your famous photo walk, so guys, yes. welcome. Yeah, thanks, Will. Thank you, Will. Yeah, we just did the first uh, photo walk. Photo walks with phones, you know, concentrating on phone photography, as as uh, listeners might already know. Um, we had 16 people. Just did a lap of York, which is cool. it's very easy. Right? I mean, it's, well, it's a very pretty town, heritage building. Got very well self-contained. Good light right? down to the river, park, yeah. bridge. There's plenty, bridge. plenty of material for you, isn't yeah, there? It's yeah, like, it's like shooting golf with your bowl. And this afternoon, you've got like nearly twice that number. Yeah, actually, about 30 people. Yeah, yeah, 20, yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 20 for moans and 8 for me. It's, it's pretty even. Now, the interesting thing about this is that, um, and we've already talked about this on the pod, but you've actually got the new iPhone 14, so you're road testing them today in New York. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty amazing opportunity, and the way it all came together, it just uh, all, it, all the stars aligning, basically. Uh, we got two iPhone 14 Pros here, um, which, you know, are pretty impressive, I must say. Uh, I mean, we both have iPhone 13 Pros as our day-to-day phones, but uh, you know, there's definitely a step up in these in these new phones. What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, I've ordered. Well, I've ordered mine. Mine arrives on October the 19th. Um, yeah, it's significant and also quite a quite interesting to be walking with other people who've got not only well iPhones by comparison, but other phones. And even if you go, you know, you don't go too far back to really see a difference in the in the phones and I guess you know that's part of the story isn't it I mean there's one aspect Moans will tell us more there's one aspect of the new 14 which took a million hours of machine learning to develop you know and I, I don't want to bypass any of those sort of developments if someone's <coughs> bothered to put in this much time I think the, the camera which is what we're focused on um, the step up for the main camera from 12 to 48 megapixels is so significant the video you know the the 4K, 30 frames per second video is significant. Um, a lot of the other features we're just familiar with, but you, you can see some refinement. I was using portrait mode mm-hmm. this morning. That seems slightly different. Yeah, um, perhaps tell us about that mode. Well, you understand it better. Yeah, they, they've they've worked on uh, you know not only being able to blur the background but also the foreground, which you know is, is a big step forward. I think because this is really what happens in. A lens when you shoot with a, you know, a short, uh, 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 
wide open aperture, you know, you get both the foreground and the background. So it's a very shallow depth of field, but yeah, that actually exactly. is that sits somewhere in between the foreground and the background. Exactly, it? yeah. And, yeah. you know, there was that element to, to uh, you know, the previous models, and, yeah. you know, it's still an element of that that it didn't look quite right. Yeah, you know, a little bit as, artificial. As good as, sort of. as good as it is, it doesn't look quite as as real as, you know, when it's shot with a, a proper lens, if I can say sure. it that way. But, uh, you know, I have to say it's pretty pretty impressive all around. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, you know, I guess the, the end result is that it, it's a really serious camera. You know, I'm, mm. as, as you know, I'm so comfortable with these cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, comes out good. Fantastic. I've got the BLT. One BLT. Two lines. Thank you. Amazing. Look at the size of these. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Enjoy, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this is actually a good segue because, Stephen, we were just talking earlier about vegetarian and vegan meals and, and Qantas. What's been going on there? Yes, well, because we're at Bellissimo here in York and we've just mm. ordered vegan burgers, William and myself, which have arrived. And, of course, um, we watched the backlash with uh, Qantas not not uh, offering uh, vegetarian meals on flights, domestic flights here in Australia. I think about two, three and a half hours. Yes, correct. And there was there was a significant backlash, mm. and uh, they put them back. They very on. promptly reinstated they them. Reinstated <laughs> them. So, well, good uh, on them though for people, responding so quickly yeah, to customer exactly right. demands. Exactly right, and you know, people power does work. Yeah. But very interesting, of course, to um, to know that there is that demand there. I think it's something we're conscious of. Uh, as writers uh, in fact in the travel supplement which we've published today we've got 28 pages of travel in the West Australia today and 16 tomorrow so we've had a, a 44 another, page another weekend. travel weekend yes. um, and there's a reference to there is a company offering vegan tours Wow! you know which uh, which, which is so we've got a story on that in the um, We've got a guide today, a world of experiences, and that's part of those uh, that guide. So, um, yeah, you know, it's a significant uh, segment within oh, 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 the travel world. Within the travel yeah, world, and certainly of our readership as well. So, it's as important. you say, yeah, yeah. this is interesting. Yeah. Including me and you, obviously. Including me and you. And, and my coffee, there's another segue, because my coffee's just arrived. Yes. Okay, it's like we've planned this. <laughs> and um, Saturday, um, the 1st of October, is World Coffee Day. Mm. So, which prompted me to think back to uh, the various places that I've drunk coffee. Probably uh, Georgia in the Caucasus is probably the best cup of coffee I've ever had in my life. It was wow, okay. t- sort of Turkish-style coffee in a small cup. Thick, very dark, mm. but smooth, not sharp. It's yeah, almost like more yeah. like shop, drinking yeah. chocolate. Just incredible. And of course, in Ethiopia, which is the endemic home of coffee, where coffee still grows wild, and you drive through great woodlands of coffee there. Um, that was the, the first uh, Arabica beans were from and grow in Ethiopia, so that's another spot. And it's a very traditional place. In fact, I took a beautiful picture there of uh, a traditional coffee pot and the and the mat that they put it on was made out of bottle tops all strung together in oh, a wow. circle, you know, okay. which is yeah. they used to keep the, the rounded bottom pots yeah, yeah, sure. standing okay. up. Yes. Uh, led me to think about all sorts of places uh, with coffee. And, of course, um, Taraja, Taraja land in Sulawesi, 
Uh, they grow coffee on erotic mountain. You can <laughs> read more about that. Is that really your name? Well, there you go. That, that's an incentive to buy buy that uh, newspaper of nothing. Yes, indeed. So lots of places will yeah. get coffee. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We, we're all sitting here looking at this food. I think we should actually get stuck in. So yeah. let, let, let's say goodbye to our listeners for now. From York. From York. Western Australia. And, yeah. um, it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, thank yeah. you for coming. Thank you for coming along to the festival today. Hey, and, th- uh, and congratulations, Will. I mean, well, Will's, Will's part-time, uh, his hobby job, I suppose. Would have it's a it. hobby job. That's what it is. Hobby I'm very job happy to, is, uh, to say that. As artistic director of the York Festival, which, you know, the town's full. You can see the life in the yeah. town today. Yeah. It was a very successful launch last night, mm. um, which the whole town's been talking about, I know. So... Uh, congratulations Thank to you, you so Will, much, yeah. and, the, and your team there on a great festival. No, no, yeah, great appreciate job. that, guys. Great okay, job. right, it's time to eat. Okay, so as you can uh, hear, we were having quite a lot of fun, a very relaxing time having lunch together there in York, and I'm um, hearing from the boys about their... Um, photo walks with the phones. Um, subs- subsequent to that interview, I had been walking around town and um, I could tell you that the place was heaving with people. After lunch, Stephen and Moans did the second of their photo walks where I believe they had about 30 people, which was incredible. And um, they were able to tell me uh, a little later on that it, it went fabulously well, which doesn't surprise me, of course. Anyway, so let's, um, by way of contrast, now hear from Liz Albert and hear all about the Cocos Islands. So, um, as mentioned earlier in my introduction, it's now my pleasure to welcome one of our avid readers um, of the West Australian Travel Pages and listen to the pod Well Travel, um, Liz Albert. Liz, welcome to the pod Well Travelled. Thank you, Will. Thank you for asking me. No, it's a great pleasure. Now, um, we're talking about the Cocos Islands. And uh, we, were, we were just talking earlier, and it was quite funny because you were saying that a lot of people don't even know where the Cocos um, Islands are. And so I wanted to ask you as a first question, what, what made you personally decide that you wanted to visit the Cocos Islands? Well, I'd spoken to a few people who had visited the islands with Annette from Travel With Me, and they all said it was a great experience something quite different. In fact, a lot of them are actually booking a return trip. They enjoyed it so much. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'd never been before, and um, everyone just really raved about it. So I thought, okay, and I knew Annette was planning another trip, so I got in touch with her and, um, and made my booking, and I actually booked up the end of 2021. Um yeah, so this is my first overseas trip since border oh, wow. and COVID because no passport needed for the Cocos Islands. I mean, it's, it, that must have been an incredible feeling just for that reason alone, the fact that this, this was your first chance to travel. I mean, even though it's um, still an Australian territory, we can say overseas, yeah. can't we? <laughs> yeah, we can. It's about, what, four or five-hour flight to get there. So, um, yeah, it is overseas. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you tell us a little bit more about the, this group that you did get in touch with and did travel with? Because I think that would be of great interest to anyone else who's listening who might want to go as well. Okay, well, the, the group, as I said, was with Travel With Me, and it's with mm. Porter, who's based in Mandurah. 
you know, she runs a lot of local tours, but um, as I say, she because people were reluctant to go overseas, they could go to the Caucasus without crossing borders and without needing passports, and so it became quite popular. So the group I travelled with, there was about 18 in the group. Uh, there were three couples, and the rest were single women. Ages ranged from mid-50s to mid-70s, but all with a great sense of adventure. Um, and this was the first visit to the Caucasus Islands for everyone. And from what I saw and heard in the group, everyone really enjoyed the experience. Um, and some in the group didn't, you know, they weren't really water people um, like me. And some were very experienced. They were able to do more water sports. But we all participated in the activities and we all had a full and varied itinerary to to go for the six days that we were there. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Now, I mean... <laughs> Just for people who don't know much about the Cocos, it, it is a, like an atoll, like it's a collection of islands, but there are actually only two, I believe, that are inhabited and one which you can actually go and stay on, as you did. Is that right? That's right. Um, I think there are 27 small little, I guess, little islands. Um, but mm. The two major ones are West Island, where the accommodation and the... Um, most of the tourism is, is held. And the other one is Home Island, which is where the most of the inhabitants live. On West Island, there are only about 120 people permanently living there, and most of them are Australian. But on mm. the Home Island, there's about 450. It varies, but about 450. And they're mainly Coco Malays. Oh, okay. Now, I mean... <laughs> I'd love to know your, your first impressions. You know, you're flying over and, and then you, you see the islands and then you land. I mean, what, <laughs> what, 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 what were your initial impressions? Oh, it was just brilliant. All I could see was this beautiful, clear, clear turquoise, blue water and, um, and coconut trees, palm trees everywhere. It's just flying and it's like, I don't know, flying into a beautiful tropical island. That, that was it. Um, yeah, because it's a very small island, um, and the airport is on West Island. Um, and, yeah, it was just brilliant to look out of the plane and, and just see it. We thought, wow, this is where we're staying for six days. <laughs> what, what, what do you think um, people would really need to know if they're actually thinking of going to the Cocos Islands? Well, there are different things that you can do. Um, mm. You can go windsurfing, um, kiting, um, surfing, all of the, the different things. But I would recommend really that people go in an organized group because, right. you know, that way your accommodation and all your activities and everything are actually organized in advance. And we certainly had a full itinerary. Well, Annette had organized us to be um, Coca's Adventure Tours. And that was um, mm. Kylie and Ash, and they just did a fantastic job. And they oh, wow. they looked after everything, and they had a minibus that ferried us back and forward to the um, the jetty for the ferry over to Home Island and to Direction Island. So the ferry, the, the jetty is about six kilometres away from the main town, so it's not okay. easy to get to. Um, we did. The, they provided the canoes, the kayaking, the um, the organised the ferry trips um, over 
back and forth to the islands. And just everything was just totally laid on. And when we went to the islands for the day, they would rock up with their big hampers full of food and all the rest of it because there's nothing else on the island that we went to. Mm. And they would rock up with their food hampers and just set out a picnic. And we just spent the day snorkeling and swimming and um, generally just having a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Carly and, um, and Ash were just amazing. Uh, so very mm. hospitable. Um, a couple of times because there's there's not a lot of choice of restaurants there, so we um, mm. a couple of breakfasts at their place um, on yes. their veranda of their beautiful home overlooking the water, and uh, a couple of dinners we invited. We were invited to the last supper the night before we left, and it was just lovely. Okay. They delight for people, yeah. So if people are going over there, they need to know they can take their own food if they want to. There is a supermarket that um, has a few uh, mainly packaged things, but not much fresh because um, okay. provisions only um, are shipped to the island from WA every two weeks. So if you're taking any food stuff, you need to keep your receipt to prove it was bought in WA because they want mm. fr- um, fresh food, dairy, whatever because the islands are relatively uh, free from any pests and diseases, and I want to keep it that way. No, of course. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Well, as, as you say, look, I mean, for someone who's looking for a little bit of adventure, but not too much, and, and likes to be looked after, it sounds like the perfect choice, doesn't it? Mm, absolutely. And um, I, would, I would highly recommend um, Travel With Me. It does two or three groups up there um, each year, depending on the weather, because they stay away from the um, typhoon and cyclone season. But um, she's been two or three times more. She's got experience, and I would highly recommend her. Okay, no, that's really good advice. Now, so that's um, just for, for listeners, that's travel with me, all one word dot com dot au if you're interested in, in following this up further um lisa it's been great talking to you and great to hear about your most recent travels and oh look i'm going to be cheeky and ask you what have you got planned next uh, my next one is tasmania in february overseas again <laughs> well, overseas again <laughs> just very short trip overseas again yes <laughs> yeah, no, well, that, that, that's obviously a, a very gorgeous destination as well. Um, okay, it's been great talking to you as well. Well, thank you very much. Well, that sounds absolutely fascinating. And I have to confess, I knew very little about the Cocos Islands and certainly hadn't thought about ever visiting them. But after hearing Liz talk about uh, talk about her experiences in such glowing terms, I'm having to revise <laughs> that opinion. Anyway, look, that's all we've got for you on the show, on the Podwell Travel today. As always, you can find us in the pages of the West Australian on Saturdays and Sundays. You can also find us online anytime um, on the west.com.au and westtravelclub.com.au. You can, of course, hear us here on the Podwell Travelled every week. And you can subscribe to our e-travel digital edition, which is sent out every Wednesday. If you want to subscribe, again, head to westtravelclub.com.au and you can sign up. It's free and you get a lot of stories that don't often appear in print. And I should also say that they are unlocked and free to read. That's it from me, Will Yeoman. I look forward to catching up with you all again next week on the pod well travelled.